Hello, everyone. It's official. We have begun the week of passion, and this is the Daily Pause. This is a podcast that's been dedicated to waiting on God, listening to God. We are here on Palm Sunday, and throughout this next week, we're going to be celebrating the passion of our Lord Jesus, reflecting on it, rejoicing in it, and wanting to emulate that same passion for those that God's given us to love. Back again with Rhonda Cottrell. She has been an incredible asset to our church as a friend, as a leader, as a care person for people, um, wise and thoughtful and full of faith. And it's an honor to work with her every day. So welcome, Rhonda. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Do you have anything nice you want to say about me? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You don't have to. Hey, we're grateful that you come to be with us again today as we start this week of passion. And hopefully today's message at church will help you put in context what I'm calling the itinerary of passion. What does it look like on Jesus' calendar? And then how does his calendar affect my calendar? How does it affect my priorities? And may we all figure that out more this week than ever before. So let's pause a moment and welcome the Holy Spirit to come and be with us and to speak to our hearts. Let's begin now. Palm Sunday. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Mark 11:9. There will be moments in our lives as Jesus followers when we need to take a stand. It might involve standing for faithfulness in our personal relationships, being honest in our business dealings, or acting with integrity in matters of morality. In the wider public arena, it could mean facing issues about inequality, between the haves and the have-nots, race and gender inequality, or issues of violence and lack of justice. In these areas and countless others, we can discern what response will most express the greatest command and then act. This is what Jesus does that first Palm Sunday. He makes his decision to enter Jerusalem. He offers witness to God's kingdom there in the holy city. He enters the city in such a way that no one will be able to ignore him. He takes on the messianic role, the role foretold by the prophet Zechariah in the Old Testament. He arrives humbly and vulnerably riding on a colt. This is how Jesus takes his stand, whatever the consequences. He knows that as he does this, he is not alone. When Jesus rides into Jerusalem amid the cheering crowds, he is saying in effect, I stand for God's kingdom. Even if I am destroyed, I will be faithful to God and to myself. Jesus can no longer condone the massive structures of evil that surround him. He knows he has to face the evil in the temple and the evil in the world, no matter what happens to him personally. If he does not, He will fail in his calling to be God's Messiah for both Israel and the world. 
he takes the essential first step in his final action to save all humankind. Followers of Jesus seek to live their lives as he would. Often, Lent is a good time for us to identify those things, both in ourselves and around us, that Jesus would like us to confront. Jesus decides that first Palm Sunday to take a stand for his deepest convictions. Will we do the same? We will need a combination of courage and faith, but we know that we are not on our own. God is with us. Amen. The amazing trek that Jesus took into the city that day, that was the same thing that Solomon had done when he was anointed king. He rolled in on a donkey, and they praised him and said, blessed is he. And um, Jesus comes in that same atmosphere of their perception of what a Jewish king would look like. Mm. And he shows up, and but you've walked, we walked on the that road yeah. that leads down past the Garden of Gethsemane, and it's crazy the pr- proximity of things there. Yes. I mean, as you come down the Mount of Olives where he came down, just to the right is the Garden of Gethsemane, and over to the left and up the hill is the upper room. I mean, it's all within visual distance from each other. Yeah. And can I just don't know what he was thinking at that moment, but this text reminds us he was very aware of what he was putting himself out there for. This yeah. was the time and this was the place. He was going very public. And we know that people didn't know why he was there. He Mainly people were there because he had raised Lazarus from the dead. That had just recently happened, yeah. and word had gotten out. That was a big deal, yeah. right? Absolutely. <laughs> really big deal. And he shows up, and the accolades are giving him... Was there ever a time in your life where you, like I, uh, would have been worshiping him for the wrong reasons, where you knew him, but you... I I just had seasons of my life where I think I had a Jesus in my mind that was about me and not about Mm -hmm. him. And you think all those people there that day had Mm -hmm. a vision, they were worshiping him and it all looked so good, but within a few days they'd be gone because it wasn't their image of Christ. The people there were worshiping Jesus about what they knew about him. Yeah. You're a worshiper. Yeah. That's a pretty obvious thing. You actually love music too. You love to sing. How do you prepare your heart for worship so that you don't slip into ritualistic behavior? How do you do that? For me, it often happens even before I get to church on a Sunday. If Sunday is what we're talking about, it's a good example yeah. of it. Um, that as I'm getting ready in the morning, that worship music is on, and it's me just beginning to start that conversation with the Lord and to prepare my heart to really come into the house of worship with the body of Christ to do that jointly. But I know that the the one-on-one that I have with Him is even deeper. It's such a great foundation for what we will do together. So preparation, I would say, yeah. is is key. can't tell you how many times I've been on this platform here at Willamette. It's got to be in the thousands now. I bet. <laughs> but, um, and how many times I've had to check my heart to not be worshiping him because it's my job or because it's expected of me or because you know, some reason that isn't about him. And I think 
God has been very merciful to me to let his spirit speak to me to every time that I come into this house. I'm just reminded that I'm not here for any other reason than him. And I think maybe my overseas travel that I've been privileged to do has reminded me of how big he is and how small I am and how whatever goes on on a Sunday morning here with music and sound and lights is so minuscule to what is going on in creation. Mm -hmm. And I just am able by his grace to go, wow, I'm a speck. What is man that you are mindful of him? Maybe on this day, would you pray for us, for the church, to be true in our worship, for us to recognize who he is and who we are, and just as we talked about yesterday, surrender our will and give him our worship. Would you pray for us? Absolutely. Father, I am so grateful that we are able to freely come before you and worship. That it is not something that we have to hide from or be afraid for our lives, but that we can freely do that. And maybe sometimes that makes it easier to just take for granted. But it is a privilege to join together with the many different languages and tribes that are worshiping you as well. That is so much for my mind to comprehend that I am a part of that great chorus. So Lord, I just thank you that as we enter into this Passion Week, Lord, that there's just so much reverence and meaning that will we just each day this week, find new ways to worship you, uh, new ways to express our praise and gratitude to you, Father God, because we will spend the rest of our lives trying to comprehend what exactly you did for us. It was more than we could ever say thank you for, and I just um, pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth will always glorify you and give you praise um, for just the gift of life that you have given to me and just all of our um, friends that are listening to this podcast today, Lord. Just reveal yourself to us in a new way this week in your mighty name. Amen. Yes, Lord. We pray for the worship of God's people to be pure and true. We pray that's true of you in service. pray that's true of you at home in the car, wherever you are right now, that you would just open your heart and worship the King today. In Jesus' name. Until next time, bye-bye.